six. I am your host, Daniel. And I'm Josh. And welcome to Series 2, Episode 1. Today we're going to be talking about Twin Peaks from David Lynch and Mark Frost. Um, so why are we doing this, Josh? <laughs> we have just finished watching uh, the finale of Series 3, or Twin Peaks Return as it's called, which aired on Showtime over the summer. Uh, we chatted about it on one of our last podcasts in the end of Series 1. And uh, so now we've wrapped up the whole thing into a nice, neat little bow and wanted to give you our reaction and thoughts. So, Daniel, what did you think? I thought, well, I never saw the... Okay, when uh, Twin Peaks first came out on television, I never really saw it. I got a bit of, like, you know, pieces here and there. And then I remember when the movie came out in theaters, I saw, like, the billboards for Firewalk With Me. And I never really understood what the big thing was about. I know people would talk about it uh, from time to time. And then uh, when the third uh, season came out on Showtime, um, I was... Oh, when when you were actually watching, like, the reruns, like you know, leading up to series, season three, that's when I'm like, okay, I'll kind of get into it. Um, Because I already saw Firewalk with me, with you, several years ago. And uh, I still didn't know what was going on because, you know, it felt like it was referring back to the the television show. And so I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So then with the third season... um, I still, I, I don't know if that, there was still, it was good. It was a good show. Um, slow at parts where it's just like, okay, why are we even watching this? But, oh yeah. And, but overall it was a good, it was good. Like I, I enjoyed it. It was good television. I still have like questions, but you know, that's just like every other David Lynch movie. You know, I remember seeing, um, what was that one? With the road. Lost Highway. Lost Highway. And... Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. And um, and the one that you didn't like, which was Inland Empire. Inland, is that with... You mean Tara? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the three-hour one then. Yeah. Yeah. Up in Pasadena? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember any of that. Really. I remember well, going to the theater to watch it. Is that where we saw uh, Deep Throat? No, not Deep Throat. We saw the, the story of Deep Throat. Well, right. Was right. it the same theater? Yeah. Okay. I remember it just being small. I don't know. I like your, I had to look up. Oh, right. Okay, I don't want sure. your audience to think we went to a <laughs> porno theater to watch Deep Throat. No, but it was, yeah, it was the, the making of or like, you know, documentary type yeah. thing of, of that film. <laughs> I think that's the same theater I saw. Um, but I Blair think Witch. it was, it was, wasn't it Tara's idea? Yeah. Was it? Blair, Blair Witch Project was, I saw that. Oh. But, uh, anyway, Twin Peaks. Yes. So, um, so the last time we talked, it was almost midway through, uh, and so now the full thing's come. So okay, so uh, those of you, if you, if those of you that listen to this podcast, I know the many people that listen to this podcast. Um, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks completely yet, or you know, spoiler alert, I'll just say that spoiler alert, spoiler alert for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. What's the one? Is there any one or two moments that stood out to you as like that was your favorite part? Uh, no. No, it was all it's all just good, equally good. Yeah, 
I mean, yes, yes, because, you know, I'm still thinking about some of the episodes and the the images and stuff like that, but I can't say, like, oh, this was, this was the best scene or this is the, this is the best episode. So they're all, they all just kind of run together. Yeah, I, if I, there are two scenes that I like, and you could probably guess which ones they are. Um, that I think are my personal favorite, and it was the Sunny Jim and his playground. That was that was good. <laughs> That's definitely top ten, but not uh, uh, so. The, obviously, I love episode eight, which is the abstract episode, and I love the woodsman. I love the 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 God of Light sequence where they scare those people in the car, and I and I love when he goes the woodsman goes to the radio station and crushes the guy's skull. Thought that was just. It's just so David Lynch in the repetition and repetition and repetition, and it just goes on to the point where you're just uncomfortable because it keeps going on, which I think is one of the things he really dialed up in this version of Twin Peaks is that, you know, I think Daniel and I have talked about this, and I've talked about this with other people, is that if you cut out all of the waiting around and sweeping and weird music and stuff like that. You could probably cut two episodes out of this run and still have a satisfying run of the show. But that's, you know, David Lynch is definitely there. He wants to hold that take until you're just like, oh, come on, come on. It's like, it's almost like Family Guy where they just let the gag go and go and go and you're just like, okay, keep, okay, let's go. Um, So I like those two scenes. And then the other scene that really sticks in my mind is the... Yeah, okay, but... Okay, so let's just say the sweeping scene, right? You know, at the end of that one episode, or yeah. whatever. And then he, like, through two and a half minutes later, he gets that phone call. Are there David Lynch fans like, yes, yes, keep sweeping? You know, this is so good. Like this moment where the sound of the broom against the, the hardwood floor and just the silence, nobody else making any noise. This, this is why we have Twin Peaks. This is why God made David Lynch. This is it. I think I think you'll have people that will say that. And then there's people like me who are like, okay, okay, this is great. I love the fact that you've just wasted two and a half minutes of my life. Because that's, guy, a, so that's the type of director you are. Right. I get the point. And then there's other people who are like, oh, my God, get to the point. Just get on with it. Yes. And that was that was me. That I'm that type of person. Because, like, you know, if it was good you know if i was i guess into it or like described like you know those people are like you know yes this i am loving this like don't stop i could watch this for 30 more minutes please <laughs> you know i i'm not like that so i definitely think that people who watch like those train i need videos, answers you know where it's the whole t- train journey or like the airplane videos where it's the whole airplane journey and the people like that would definitely like the sweeping of the... Yeah, but, you know, I listened to, you know, that that He-Man, um, Four Non-Blondes, what was that? The um, remake on YouTube, was the 10-hour loop. Yeah, and I made it to two, uh, no, two hours of just having it playing over and over and watching it sitting on the couch. So you're... Just for two hours. I think so that I says know, you're a bigger He-Man fan than a Twin Peaks fan. Well, I just love the... Well, because, you know, if I like sweeping and I love... If I love the sweep and stuff like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, don't stop. You know, um, or just like that one scene where, you know, he has the the female in his hotel room and, you know, she has to get ready to go down. It's like, right. Please leave the room. And she it takes her like, you know, five minutes to do it. Right. Because she's got to check her makeup. She's got to pull her dress down. She's got to drink some wine. She's got to giggle at Gordon. Yeah, take another drink of wine. And then finally she get leaves. On, get on her like little jacket, you know, that's like she doesn't know how to put it on because it's inside out or something like that. Right. 
But see, I, I actually like that scene way better than the sweeping scene. Because she keeps laughing? Well, just because it's 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 so absurd, and it just... Like, sweeping, there's nothing absurd about that, right? It's just a guy sweeping. It's just... It's kind of boring. But this is, like... It's funny, because it just keeps going on, and she keeps doing it. And it's, like, it's like a real... I Like, that scene in particular, I identify with, because that's me, when you say, let's go. And then I'm like, oh, well, I gotta put my socks on, I gotta put my shoes on, oh, I gotta oh, go to the restroom... No, the, oh. the the lady that's getting out of Gordon's hotel room. Oh, right. You know, it's like, it's like you're like, let's go. You know, like like Albert said, get out of here. You know, can you ever go downstairs? And I'm like the lady in that. I'm like, oh, I got to put my shoes on. Oh, I got to use the restroom. I got to get my keys. Oh, I got to drink a drink of water. And then I'm ready to go. So I identify that. And that's why I thought that scene was well, I thought you were talking, you were going into like, you know, Audrey and her male companion there where she wants to go to the roadhouse. Right. And he's just like, well... Charlie. Charlie, yeah. You know, I have to, you know, it's late, I'm tired, I have work in the morning, that thing. Yeah, I identify with, you know, when that episode, the first episode with Audrey aired where Charlie calls um, Linda, or I think Lisa, or whatever her name is, and, and says, you know, tries to find out what happened to Billy... And they have a conversation, and Audrey's, like, dying because she wants to know what's happened, and she's making all these movements. It's like, that's how I felt watching certain parts of Twin Peaks. It's just like, uh, what? Uh, what? What's happening? So it was... Yeah, and has anybody ever even thought of, like, you know, what, does anybody know what was said? Like, does anybody have any ideas? Because you've been reading about, you know, since it's, since the um, final episode of the series, of the season ended on Sunday... You've had Sunday night and all of Monday to actually, you know, read epi- on everything. So, what uh, has anybody ever think like, you know, uh, what what was said on the phone? No. No one's no one's really talked about what's said on the phone. They're just more focused on what the heck is going on with Audrey. <laughs> is she is she crazy? Is she trapped in another dimension? Is she really secretly in a hospital room and all of this? Like parts of the episodes are what's happening inside Audrey's mind, like the Charlie scene, the Roadhouse scene. You know, all of that is inside Audrey's mind. You know, she's having a vision or something like that. Um, but how do you know she's even in a hospital? We don't. Just, we don't exactly. know. But people could, just she could just be taking a nap. She could just be in a very white vanity area. Right. You yeah. Know? No one. No one knows, and I think there's a lot of frustration that. You know, because so many people just love Audrey. And, you know, Sherilyn Fenn, she's a great person. She's really instrumental in helping resolve the dispute with David Lynch when he walked off the set before making the show. Um, So I give her mad props, and she's been through a lot. But her character, to me, never was, like, the star. I mean, it it was an important piece of the ensemble, but she wasn't the star. And so kind of like Fire Walk With Me, I mean, she wasn't in that, but... You know, the characters from the original show that were in Firewalk with me, it was just nice to see them, you know, and it was nice to see Audrey. Did I want to know more about what happened to Audrey? Absolutely. Was I, you know, just totally ticked off that well, she wasn't like a main focus? Well, no. before we see Audrey again in this, uh, in this, on Twin Peaks Return, Returns? Or Twin Peaks Twin return. Peaks, The Return. The Return. Where do we last see her? What did she do? What the last thing with Audrey was in the last episode of season two. Uh, she chained herself in the bank vault to protest the Twin Peaks savings and loan. 
giving money to Ghostwood when Ghostwood was destroying the environment. So there was a scene where Del Mibler, who's the bank manager, in another classic David Lynch scene, takes like 20 minutes to walk across and like call somebody. And then Andrew Packard comes in with um, with um, Jack Nance's character, Pete, uh, Pete Martell, and they go in and Andrew's finally opening the safety deposit box but it's a trap by Thomas Eckhart who put a bomb in there. And so when they open it, the bomb goes and you see the windows blow out of the, the savings alone. You see Del Mibler's glasses fly across the sky. But that's it. You, we don't know what happened to Audrey. Or um, the people. Or the people in the bank. Um, now in the secret history of Twin Peaks, they kind of, in the book, they talk about how she survived, but she was in a coma. No, but is that but is not that, in the TV show so the last televised thing we saw of her was being blown up in the bank and then how many more episodes after that was the show that was it that was the oh, last that was, episode oh, the that show was the last episode alright I think you already said that because after that was Fire Walk With Me mm. so is that book like the one that you just said that she's in a coma is that canon yes because it was written by Mark Frost as kind of a a background of Twin Peaks leading up to the end of the show and he has a companion book that comes out um, called The Final Dossier, and that covers from and the and end David of the Lynch original show to the... acknowledges this? Yes. Yes. It's officially approved. So the second book goes all the way up to the beginning of The Return, mm. which is interesting because just like all of the loosens in The Return, I guess that means we're not going to get them tied up in the book, You know, even though I'm hoping that some of the questions are answered in the book, but we'll see. Hmm. So is there anything that, um, well... I didn't talk about my other favorite scene. Oh, what was the other favorite scene? My other favorite scene is after Dougie uh, and the the Mitchum brothers get the check from Dougie, and he has the cherry pie, and they go to the Italian restaurant. And I love, love, love the scene in the Italian restaurant where they drink, they toast to Dougie, the guy's playing the piano, and then he changes the song, and then the old lady comes over and thanks Dougie for being a wonderful person. And there's just a sweet moment there, and I love that. And then he goes back to playing the other song, and then they just keep eating cherry pie. And I just, I think that's a great scene. I don't know why it sticks in my head. Mm. I mean, there's to me there were so many good scenes, like you know, the. I kind of remember like most of the most of it. <laughs> Like just a blur. It's, it is like there's like okay. We'll just have to say, rewatch it. So if you, you know. say what happened in the first episode, I'm like I don't. Oh, the girl, the the apartment where they're watching the box, and then of course everybody from the se- the series is back because like oh here they are here they are oh this is them oh I can't I can't believe that they're they're back you know and then we never see them again until like you know ten but ten episodes later. Yeah, I mean, it's people go- you don't even see till like episode eleven, or like Big Ed. He doesn't even come in till like episode thirteen or something like that. Yeah, um, but I, I, you know, I love the storyline with Big Ed and Norma that got resolved. Oh, and then like you know, what what about the the piece? What was missing? What was missing? Was it the was it what's a when Lucy ate the the two the chocolate bunny the chocolate bunny was it about the chocolate was it bunny? about the chocolate bunny? I think actually it was about the chocolate bunny. <laughs> Because the official, um, and this will spoil a little bit of the finale, but the official um, animal of Odessa, Texas, is a bunny. <laughs> oh. I found that out today. So it, it actually is about the bunny. It's just, the bunny is very important. 
So, but you know, something in this room is missing, or something in here is missing. Yeah. And like, well, the, the missing thing was the pages from the diary, right? Because they had forgotten that there were four pages missing from Laura's diary, three of which they found in the stall, um, which Leland hid when he was in there for questioning. But the fourth page, we still don't know what the fourth page is or where that one went. Because mm. I don't know if that's it's not the same missing page as the one that Mrs. Tremont gave to Donna in the second season. Well, see, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I never saw that part. So <laughs> like some of the stuff is like, okay, I don't know who these people are, you know? Right. I like, I, I also like a lot of the abstract scenes, like uh, episode, I think three, when Cooper was in the, that room with um, Nido and there was like the, well, why, why, why don't you ask me like, you know, someone who's not a big Twin Peaks fan like you, like, why did I enjoy why did I well, join? This? I think you're just gonna tell us. Well, you need somebody needs why to ask you, me. Why did you enjoy Twin Peaks? I it was visually it was it was good. Like I don't know because I'm, I don't know. It it just was like you know, even it's though like I'm visually lost, visually interesting. Yeah, like even though I'm lost, you know, and like I'm like who's this person? Wait, who are they talking about? Who's this Philip Jeffries guy? What? Oh, the what about you know the movie about the uh, you know he was in the first three episodes of the first uh, season. What? What's going on? Okay. Oh well. Okay. I'll just pretend I know what I'm talking about, and hopefully everything will click at the end. You know, but did everything click at the end? No. So I, I still have questions, but um, so do you have questions? Maybe we. But can overall, some like overall, like okay, so you know some of the acting was good too. You know, okay, I'm not a big fan of what's his face, the Belushi guy, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, I'm not a fan of him, but in this show, he was actually likable. Uh, like I'm like I could tolerate his character. I think Jim Belushi was outstanding. It was definitely one of like the Peaks fans were very much like, oh my god, I can't believe Jim Belushi's in this. What is he gonna do? But he was fantastic. Like yeah, I I mean yes, I don't like him, but like I actually. I've yeah, I liked him in this. And I not, I, not I'm not going to be a Jim Belushi fan now, right. but I'm just saying that he was good for that character. I mean, I'm not a Jim Belushi fan, but I'm a Mitchum Brothers fan. I mean, yeah. I would wear Mitchum Brothers merchandise with Do the two of them on it. No, I'm just no. saying it. But also, you know, you have um, what's her face? You know, the wife, Dougie's wife, Naomi Watts. Yeah, you know, like the other film she's in. I'm just like, okay, it's just you know, but this one. It was it was the right part for her. Same thing with like as Jim Belushi. It was the right part for him. Yeah, um, I, I think Naomi Watts killed it in this. I, I mean, to me, it's her favorite or my favorite alongside Mulholland Drive because I thought she was excellent in that too. See, I, I mean, I think she just looks different, you know, probably because that was like you know, it was like ten years ago or fifteen or something. Like that. Yeah, fifteen years ago now. Yeah, no, six sixteen years ago. Yeah, two thousand one. Oh. Yeah, so it's like some of these people were, oh, they burned that. They look, some of them look too young to be in other David Lynch films. But uh, but she was a little, really feisty, and I, and I liked that. So it's like, ooh. So I was always like, you know, when their scenes were coming, I'm like, okay, what is she going to say? How is she going to react? And, like, what is she going to do type thing? So I think that's, that's what kept me, like, wanting to see more, wanting to see the next episode and, and all that stuff. What are any other actors that you liked? Um... No. No, Kyle McLaughlin with his three different parts. Uh, I just, well, you know, because like when he was Dougie, I just wanted him to wake up. So I was like, okay, when's he going to wake up? When is he going to actually, yeah, 
and how is he going to wake up? And were like, you like, were you like Mike? And when he woke up, you're like, finally. I think it was just like the whole country. Yeah. It's like, finally, you know, because now everything's going to speed up and the movies, the show's going to be over. And you're like, ah, oh, really? You know, but then. Did you cheer when he said, I am the FBI? No. No, I did. I, I didn't cheer. hear you cheer. I was like, woo, yes. I didn't hear that. Where was I? I was singing right next to you. No, you were probably not paying attention. You were so focused on what was happening. Because I was like, okay, what's, what's gonna, what are they going to say? And stuff like that. So so that's why I left it. Any that's other standouts? Or? No. But, you know, it is long. It is slow. And I don't like that. I'm impatient. But I think because of the characters it's themselves, I think that's why I kept wanting to, like, okay, I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, I thought even like some of the the minor characters that just popped on, it was just like, what? Who are these people? And there were so many, I kind of like red herrings, right? Where there, these people that you know, as a diehard Twin Peaks fan, you're like, oh, this person's got to have significance. This this is like a pivotal person that I've got to know what's going on in their lives. And then yeah, no, it just turns out they have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. They're just some I call them seat fillers, right? Because they're they're filling the seats in the roadhouse before the music comes on Ugh, that's one thing that I didn't like <laughs> one of the comments people say on the internet is that starring Kyle MacLachlan is like a trigger word like this is like they go into like depression when they see those words because it means the episode was over yeah but it's like I knew oh uh, the roadhouse okay but I like what time is it oh it's 53 okay the rest of the episode is gonna be finishing here yeah I liked when they threw would throw throw people off by like going to the roadhouse and then they go somewhere else, and then they go back to the roadhouse, you know. Yeah. Ah, you thought we were going to play the music, but we didn't. But I, and, and I really didn't like the, the artists, the, the musical guests on it. Like, they're, it's not my style. So I'm just like, uh, so it is a long, that is like the long part of the show for me, where it's like three minutes of, you know. Well, it's interesting, though, how some of them were, you know, of the band performances, some were as short as three minutes. And then there was like the the nine inch nails one was like almost nine minutes long, and it was yeah. like you know I'm not sorry fa- sorry fans I'm not a nine inch nails fan it's just not my music either, um, so that to me felt like oh my god I think the only one that I liked was the ZZ Top one you know <laughs> they weren't there it was just the the song and then he turns the crank up to <laughs> I I liked the chromatics and I know you don't like them and I liked of course Julie Cruz playing one of my favorite Julie Cruz songs of all time. Um, even though I think she's mad that her song wasn't like the full song and she didn't get more more screen time. Um, but her and David Lynch had a falling out many years ago, so they've kind of had this weird relationship. I like uh, Rebecca Del Rio. She sang the song in um, Mulholland Drive, the crying song by Roy Orbison, but sung it in Spanish. And so she sung a song here in English and Spanish, which I thought was really good. That's about it. I mean, there were some other songs that I was like, okay, I'll listen to it, but I'm not like, I gotta go buy the CD. I mean, I'm gonna buy the soundtrack, but I'm buying it mostly for the the, the score. Collection. The score and not yeah. the, the song. But the, but I'll, as a bonus, I'll get the couple songs that I actually like. So. Yeah. so, do you think there's gonna be a season four? I, I would like there to be a season four. And what what from season three would you want to have answered in season four if they do it? Or if it's going to just... I, like, you know, honestly, I would be okay if, if they got rid of all of Twin Peaks 
right? Because we've we've spent the last eighteen episodes visiting our old characters, tying up loose ends, you know, dealing with Bob and and well, and what loose that. ends did we tie up? Well, we got rid of we defeated Bob and yes. you know Cooper's came through it and and you know the everybody. You know, Norman and Ed got their happy. Yeah, but well, well, is that one the one girl that the one boy beat up? Well, she, you know, she has to have surgery. So is she going to get the surgery? Is she going to live through the surgery? I'm not that concerned about her. Because Ben Horn's going to pay for it, so I'm pretty sure she's going to be okay. The the evil son, the evil grandson, he's gone. But so is that sound that's in the in the the hotel? Is that going to still be there, or is that all? No, because that was where Cooper opened the door and went into the Dutchman with Mike, and then went on his next adventure. So that sound will not be there anymore. Well, I think it might always be there because it might always be a gateway. I mean, it's so I'm I'm very interested in episode eighteen because. To me, episode 18 is the beginning of a new adventure. And I have this theory about what Cooper is because I think he is a White Lodge worker now. He's just, if you think about the story of Cooper, right, it's he's been trapped in the Black Lodge and he finally gets out and deals with Bob and defeats Bob. But I think the whole time he's been in there, he's been doing the work of the good guys. And I don't think he really works for the FBI anymore. I think he's an FBI agent, but he works for the fireman who's the giant. And he goes out, and when there's evil in the world, he goes out and stops it. So to me, when he wakes up in the hotel as Richard, and Linda has left him, uh, and then he goes out trying to find Laura, and he finds Carrie Page, who looks just like Laura Palmer, but isn't Laura Palmer. And she's credited differently in the episode. She's actually credited twice. Once as Laura Palmer, once as Carrie Page. Um, And then he takes her to Twin Peaks, and then the people that live in the house aren't the Palmers. They're the, you know, Mrs. Tremond, who bought it from Chalfont, who names that are associated with the White Lodge and the Black Lodge. So I'm very interested in seeing Cooper doing this work that the firemen sent him out to do in episode one, which he got distracted by, did basically Twin Peaks The Return, which was episodes, you know, two through 17. Did that, and now in episode eighteen, he's ready for the next adventure. So, for me, it's Kyle MacLachlan, Cheryl Lee, those two characters, maybe some other, maybe you know, uh, Gordon. I mean, Albert. Unfortunately, the actor Miguel Ferrer passed away, so some other. But Tammy's there, so you could have like some of those FBI people, and then who's this new person? Is it a new mystery? Yeah, but it's not still evil. It's not like Doctor Who. Like, is now is is. Like, Agent Cooper like, gonna be couldn't it be like Doctor Who? Like you know he'll he'll um, regenerate into somebody else to solve their just to. But know. he still thinks he's Agent Cooper, right? Even though he's actually somebody called Richard. But so we don't know that. This is this is name because well, he had the letter from Linda. That could have been left by somebody else. It could have been left by something else, but also the giant told him Richard and Linda, two birds, one stone. Which could mean he's. I think he's Agent Cooper, in a time in a different timeline in a different space. But I think the the Laura Palmer image, which was you know Senorita Dido in Episode Eight, sent it to Earth to help defeat Bob. She's there in Odessa, Texas, dealing with some sort of evil entity. And one of the things I I read and watched was that the dead body in her house in Texas 
has a bullet through the head, but also the stomach is ripped up the exact same way that evil Cooper, Mr. C's body was when he got shot and the, the woodsman dug out the orb from him. So the theory is that maybe there's another orb loose, another evil spirit. I really like that theory. And I just don't want to be too tied to the past of Twin Peaks. You know, our characters are aging. You know, to me, it's really hard to resolve a lot of what's going on there. So, well, because like nothing really happened in Twin Peaks, right? It's like I, I'm kind of interested in what's going on with Audrey, and I'm hoping that Cooper can rescue her too. That seems to be like a different story. Maybe it's related to the same story that we're seeing with Carrie. That's what I'm interested. In. I'm interested in moving forward. Maybe one or two callbacks to the past, but I don't. We don't need to go to the sheriff station again. We don't need to go back to the Great Northern Hotel. Um, we just need to evolve and keep going. And whether it's a show or a book or a graphic novel, something, online fan fiction, if you're out there and you want to write it, I, I'll read it. But I also need it. I think it needs to rest for a year or two and let it, let us all percolate and get down and and you know maybe we'll do this again. It's just it's up to Showtime if Showtime wants to do it or Netflix. Well, was did this earn a lot of like viewers for Showtime or was it just? Uh, just like the ratings, like oh, okay, well, it was it was good. We put the money into it, and we got viewers. Um, it was no Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones got like sixteen million viewers. Twin Peaks got like half of yeah, but how? Viewers. Okay, but at the same time, Game of Thrones has been on long has been on TV for how long? Well, this seventh? is the seventh season. Yeah. So was Game of Thrones popular from the very beginning? I don't know. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Neither do I. <laughs> But I think that um, Showtime has said that it's been popular for them for online streaming, and that drove a huge subscribers for them. But I think in terms of turning people into Showtime viewers, it doesn't really help. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to watch things on Showtime, but, you know, did they see, like, I don't know. Did they see a lot of people? Well, yeah, they saw a lot of signups for Showtime just for Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're seeing a lot of people cancel. So Showtime, like, if you're if you're listening to our podcast, I will keep my Showtime. Or if I cancel my Showtime now, I will resubscribe well, if, online no, if you have more Twin Peaks. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. And I, I mean, I just want to thank them for taking the chance. I mean, it takes a lot of to knowing that you're not going to get a lot of return out of something and letting someone just do their 100% creative vision and not be like when it was on ABC and having to deal with censors and other people running the show. And, you know, so kudos There's, to um, so on, okay, so this will be another movie. A Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead. Um, there's a, a, a line that's in there when they arrive in this town. And it's like, it's like, I don't, I can't, I don't know the line word for word, but it was basically like, this is like a, a, ta- a scene out of Twin Peaks or a town out of Twin Peaks or are we in Twin Peaks type thing? Because they're so odd. That's true. I mean, I don't know how you could be against Cooper being like the doctor when Freddy is basically like, keeps resurrecting and coming back. And he's not resurrecting. But they keep bringing him back. Because how can you, how, he's already dead, so it's not like he can die. Yeah, but he could, well, that's, we'll get into Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one thing we still haven't, we still have to owe our listeners a podcast on game shows. Oh, yeah. So game shows and Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Coming up on series two. Yeah, future, future podcasts. 
But yeah, so like, are there any uh, questions that you have that like, you know, that you want answered or I just want to know where, what's, what's happening to Audrey and, um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Cause like, you know, nothing else is interesting. <laughs> but what makes Audrey interesting to you? Because now she's lost. Like she doesn't like, you know, she just wants to go like, and then like who that guy is, who is that guy? That who she's is with? Billy? No, or uh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie is the husband. So I want to know who is Billy. Cause, cause there's a bunch of people throughout the last, you know, half dozen episodes that were wondering where's Billy, who is Billy, what's going on. There was dialogue in the booths at the roadhouse. Audrey was focused on Billy. The guy that ran into the double R said, has anybody seen Billy? And then when he ran out, all the people that were inside the double R changed. It's very weird. So what is, what is all, what is Billy about? I want to know what happened to the 119 lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, does she die of an overdose or, and how can she afford a house like that? Well, it was, it was very sparsely populated. So I think she was just doing meth. She's clearly a meth addict who's probably squatting in the house. But she has a that, that I think the kids in Twin Peaks too did a really great job. Sunny Jim, the the kid of the crack mom, um, that one kid that shot the gun that was dressed just like his dad that was kind of staring down um, Bobby outside the double R. You know, it's the same episode where the lady's like, "Why oh. is this happening?" I love the her. And the lady walking the Chihuahua, also two of my favorite just random characters. And then, of course, the kid, the lady that was going, why is this happening? The kid that was in the car in the front seat who's sick just comes up and is, like, just belching out this green sledge and just kind of going, ah. I mean, that was just... And poor Bobby is just like, he's having a day. And just the look on his face is like, I've had days like that, Bobby. What about the people's heads that were cut off and the torsos were the bodies and the fingerprints don't match? The fingerprints are from other people. Something like that. Like, did they ever explain like what was going on with all that? Or? Yeah, oh, they did. It was Major Briggs' body and Ruth Davenport's head, but then they found Major, or they found Ruth Davenport's body at the house where Gordon saw the the woodsman on the staircase when the portal vortex opened, and then inside Ruth Davenport's apartment were all of um, the principal's character, the one who got his head crushed in by the woodsman in the back seat, and then the principal's wife. She got shot by Mr. C. Yeah, because she knew Mr. C. She knew Mr. C, so I think she was part of setting up the principal or, or using the principal. Because Mr. C, I'm thinking Mr. C made contact with her because he found the website that the principal and Ruth had developed about the dark zone and everything, which is a real website. I forget what it's called, but it's like Search for Truth or something like that. yeah, so she, she... And then the other thing with the fingerprints was Mr. C's fingerprints, the ring finger was reversed. But it's like, why... I see that, and that's something that seems like, well, why why was this even here? Like, what did this have to do with with all of it? Well, what, Mr. C's fingerprints or the other stuff? No, just like the bodies and stuff. I think the bodies just led... You know, it caught the attention of the FBI so that Gordon knew he was on the trail of Mr. C trying to find Cooper and what happened to Cooper. And then realizing that it's Mr. C is the the doppelganger of so Good Cooper. Th- they could have been like on the trail years ago. So stuff like this could have been happening, but we haven't even seen it. We're just seeing like from that point. Right. So like, oh, one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. But then all these people are connected you know, somehow, 
it's like I don't know it's just it's just a lot to like process yeah why buckhorn in South it's almost like you know like when you do like a a board it's okay this person knows this person this person this person and there's you draw a line and this person knows this person and this person knows this person and they both know this person and there's just I don't know I need a chart that's what I need you need to make me a chart (laughs) I want to know why Gordon had all of that FBI equipment in that hotel room. I mean, how long were they in that hotel room? Exactly. It's like, you know, almost like spy equipment. Well, because they were diverted. They were diverted by the phone call that says they found Mr. C in the... They locked him up in the penitentiary, so they diverted there. And then, so they were there like a week, maybe? Or a couple days? I don't know. But it just seemed like they had an awful lot of FBI equipment in that room. You know, and that's time. Is such oh, a and then what happened to the Diane? Show. You know, she, once they had sex... Now she, she left. Did she leave or did she just... Oh, that's a good question. We don't know. Do you care about Diane? Do you want to know what happened to her? Not really. Yeah. I don't think you But know. since she saw herself, you know... Right. Yeah, it's... it's I, to me, I look at that as it's... You know, when they stopped to go in to the... To, to change the place to go to the hotel... At 430 miles, they looked at each other and because, said, like, you know, you're not going to remember. It, it might not be the same when we go inside. So that was key. So they shared a kiss, and then they went inside, and then they went to the hotel room. And, you know, then they had awkward sex, which is just like, I don't understand the sex scene. Was it, you know, because Cooper had asked her when she got reverted back to Diane, do you remember everything? Which to me implies, do you remember getting raped by evil Mr. C? And she said yes, and I and I think that's why, I think Cooper wanted to have sex with her to prove to her that you know she I can. Good. Well, no, that that you know he wanted to treat her right, but when they were doing it, she kept covering his face up because all she saw was Mister C, and I think that's why she left is because she realized that she couldn't be with Cooper. Yep, but did she leave out of the new motel? Right. Or did she leave before he was transported to that To the hotel? new hotel. Also a very good question. We don't know. I think she left after the hotel transported because she signed the note Linda. And I said, to me, that change, whatever that change was, that's when they changed identities. Well, but that's if you, if, if uh, she is Linda. What if she's not Linda? What if Linda is some other person? That's, that's right. Assuming Cooper didn't just find a random note that was left next to the Gideon Bible. And the... No, what if Linda is like, you know, um, well, like Laura Palmer? Yeah, but I, I, when was she in the hotel room? I'm not saying it was her, but I'm just saying, you know, what if it's just some other person that we don't even know? Could be. Could also. A very valid point. I would, I'm going on the assumption that it was Diane that left, but under the new identity. And will Linda will Linda know that she's Diane, or will Linda know? Will Linda be like Katie? No, that's whatever her name is Carrie. Carrie. That's a, but that's a no. I think that's a very valid point. I say, yeah. Does does Cooper then have to find Diane and Cause try and make Why is Cooper the only one that has memories of like what's happening, but everybody else that's Flora like that's that's different. But if like somebody else like if Diane is transferred and she, let's say she doesn't know who she is. Why is it only Cooper? Is it because he's the one that's working for the fireman? And so he can retain all the, all the memories? Yeah. That, that would be my theory. I think Diane knows who she is. Well, that's if she's in here. But, yeah. yeah. But she's off telling people to 
F off. F off. <laughs> F, F them. Yeah. F them. Hmm. Well, I think all right. I think we've exhausted I, Twin Peaks. I think so. So I hope you enjoyed listening to our par- our podcast. And um, if you have anything you want to mention, you could always email uh, room396podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's right. Or you can follow us on Twitter. Yes. He's at Paper Scout. And he's at Club Josh. Yeah. So thank you again for listening. And until we, you hear us again. Yeah. Bye. Or should you say bye? Oh, yeah. Goodbye. So weird.